So we're here on the third Sunday of Lent in the midst of this message series that, that we have. Um, don't give up, persevere. And, um, and we, reach, we reached week three. Week one, we hear about Jesus being driven to the desert where he was tempted for 40 days. And we said, the desert is a place of testing. Then, week two, we have Jesus taking the disciples um, up on the mountain. And that's where the disciples hear the voice. This is my beloved son, listen to him. And we said, the mountain is a place of listening. And today, this third week, we are presented with the temple. And the temple is a place of presence. It's a place of the presence of God. For the Jewish people, temple meant much. It was like the beating heart of their faith, of their piety. It was the house of God. It was a place where they went to sacrifice. Sacrifice a lamb, an animal. And this was an integral part of being Jewish. You could not tell to the Jewish people not to sacrifice. So in today's gospel, we are presented with what is called the cleansing of the temple. The gospel tells us that when Jesus enters the temple area, he finds merchants selling animals, and he also finds the money changers. We got to note that these two people, a group of people, were necessary in a temple. You needed merchants selling animals because one of the requirements for a sacrifice was an unblemished, or what is called a spotless, lamb. So imagine people making the journey to Jerusalem from different parts uh, of um, what today is Israel, making all the way to Jerusalem. It's difficult for them to carry an animal with them. So they would buy an animal when they get to the temple. The money changers were also necessary because one of the things that the Jewish people had to do was they had to pay an annual temple tax and they had to purchase animals and the currency that worked was the temple currency so they had to come and exchange it um, so that they could do these things that were necessary so the question could be why is Jesus so angry and wants to get rid of these people Well, there are three things, although there could be three reasons uh, why Jesus does what he does. One is because the money changers and these merchants made this temple area a difficult place to pray. It is, the temple's a place of prayer. And it was becoming difficult. A place of prayer became a marketplace. The reason number two could be because these people 
these uh, merchants and maybe even the money changers were charging ex ex exorbitant amount of money. Um, I myself have been to the Holy Land and maybe uh, today's Holy Land um, is, gives us a little glimpse of what it was um, 2,000 years back. But uh, if you go to Jerusalem, especially to these most important churches or uh, spots, you would see a lot of merchants around. And, and a lot of them are selling things for a high price. So one of the things that we were told um, was that, you know what, if you're going to buy something, you have to bargain. You've got to you know, fight and blow the price. Um, otherwise, you know, the people are going to, you know, rip you off. Um, so, so that is what was probably happening during that time. And Jesus is angry about it. Finally, one of the reasons could be that he was concerned uh, with, with what the people understood as the essence of the religion, of their faith. For Jesus, it was clear. It was a converted, a pure, and a humble heart. It was not about the sacrifice, which was important, and everything else that they had to do, the temple tax and other things, but really what was important in the temple what really the people had to bring was a converted heart, a heart of repentance, uh, a pure heart. And, um, and he wanted to make that point. And as we go further down in today's gospel, we, we hear this, um, this exchange where Jesus is, um, is telling the Jews, or the, or the Jewish leaders, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. What is Jesus referring to? So he's talking about the relocation of this physical temple into himself, into his body. So Jesus is the true temple. He is the word that has become flesh. He is going to be that perfect sacrifice. And no longer will the Jewish people have to offer any sacrifice. And you and I, we participate uh, in this temple by being the mystical body of Christ. Through baptism, we become the mystical body of Christ. And we are grafted into this presence, into the presence of God. We, we hear this in... Um, in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? So my question to you today is if Jesus came to this temple today, what would he say? What would he want to change? Is he going to find in this temple pride? They call it the mother of all sins. And a few questions to see if he would find pride in me. Do I judge or condemn others in my thoughts or words? Do I rank myself better than others or demand certain treatment because of my status? Do I refuse to learn from others or reject their opinions, especially when they disagree with me? 
Am I stubborn? Am I arrogant? Or would he find anger, this desire for vengeance? A couple of questions to reflect on it. Do I harbor resentment, grudges, and hatred in my thoughts? Am I slow to forgive? Do I easily get frustrated with people? Or is he going to find avarice in this temple? An excessive love of possessing things? Am I overly concerned about my own comfort and well-being? Am I resentful of my lack of money or resources? Am I generous in giving? Do I give with a cheerful heart? Again, that question, what would Jesus want to change? Or is he going to find envy in this temple? It is that sadness at the happiness of others. Do I envy or experience jealousy regarding the abilities, talents, ideas, good looks, intelligence, clothes, possessions, money, friends, family of others? Am I saddened or frustrated at the success of others? Or is he going to find slack? It's laziness, but especially for the things of God. Do I seek God above all else, or have I put other priorities ahead of him? Friendships, ambition, comfort and ease. Do I trust God, especially in times of difficulty? Have I neglected to save my daily prayer? Or is he going to find gluttony? It's an inordinate desire for food. Do I eat more than I need? To how serious an extent? Do I spend excessive money on food? So again, this question, if Jesus came to the temple, what would he want to change? Or is he going to find lust? A disordered desire for sexual pleasure? Do I view others as mere sexual objects rather than as persons to be loved and honored? Have I viewed pornography or related sexual or sexualized material on internet, TV, or social media? Have I engaged in sexual relationships that have taken me further away from God? Again, what would Jesus find in this temple? What would he want to turn the tables over? I came across a story about a monastery, and the monastery was going through hard times. The monks were getting old, they were not finding new monks, more or less like today's situation where it's difficult to find people stepping forward to become priests and religious monks. Um, so the abbot, who's the leader of the monastery, decides to meet a holy man for some suggestions. So he goes, he meets this holy man, and they pray together, 
uh, have a discussion. And as the abbot is leaving, this man gives the abbot an embrace and he whispers in his ears, just know that Christ is among you. So the abbot goes back to his monastery and as he's having dinner uh, with his fellow monks, he shares what this holy man had told him. And so now all the monks start discussing, you know, what does, what did this holy man mean? So the, so one of them says, maybe he meant that Christ is in the abbot. Well, I don't think so, but maybe he is. And maybe we've got to be more respectful. Maybe we've got to be more obedient to the abbot. Or maybe he's in that crazy little brother of ours who's in that corner. And they start picking on each other and they start looking at each other differently. And little by little, things begin to change because they start seeing Christ in the other. The presence of Christ becomes known in the monastery. People get to hear about it and people want to come on pilgrimage now to the monastery. Little by little, there are young men who are attracted and start inquiring about uh, the monastic life. Some of them take the steps and little by little, the monastery improves. Um, they get the vocations that they need. And all of that happens because people started finding Christ in the midst of these people. So the only way that we can change um, the temple is by acknowledging the presence of Christ in us, in those around us, by, by allowing Christ to work in this temple. You know, one of the ways to do it is to go to confession. It's an easy way, right, to, to allow Christ to cleanse this temple. So let us ask for that grace today, to A, examine ourselves. What would Jesus say when he enters this temple? What would he want to change? And then for us to take that step, to acknowledge the presence of Christ in us and those around us.